What do you say to people who are trying to invest based on the results of the election? Are there any value stocks that you'll be looking to take your hands on if we do see a little bit of a pullback or even a market crash in the coming months? Do you think that people should invest based on Corona vaccine? My guest today is Nancy Tangler, Chief Investment Officer at Laffer Tangler Investments, and you're watching the Invest Diva Movement, where our mission is to help 1 million moms start investing by the year 2025. Welcome. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us. I have your book over here. And I just wanted to tell you, I was reading this and I'm like, oh my God, this woman is taking the words out of my mouth. Why did I not write this book earlier? And then I looked at the publication date. I'm like, oh, okay. At that time, I was not actually aware of this. So I'm <laughs> a huge fan. Like this book is absolutely a must read. The Woman's Guide to Successful Investing. Welcome, Nancy, to the show. Thank you, Kian. It's so good to be here. Nancy, first of all, you are one of the few women in this field. What got you into this? So, Kiana, I grew up, um, my parents got divorced uh, when I was very young. My mother worked two jobs, and I had to start working when I was 12. And it's it's not a hard luck or hardship story. It's just um, that that money was, was um, out of outsized importance in our family because we didn't have any. And so when I went, you know, I was, I was fortunate uh, in, in California, I was able to get a, a full ride to uh, a, a private university uh, because it was a, a state-sponsored program. You had to be sort of smart and pretty poor. And so I qualified and, um, and I was able to get a four-year degree. And my generation in our family was first, year, first generation to get college degrees. And then uh, because I lived in San Francisco, uh, it was a dream, you know, you drive through that beautiful city. Uh, so I ended up getting a job uh, at a at a bank, and I ended up in the trust department where the investment management activity uh, lie, and I was just overwhelmed with interest in it as a field. And it might be because I'm just a little bit competitive <laughs> that it was really fabulous to be able to get a report card every day. So I learned the business sort of from the ground up without really any formal training, uh, and and it became a career for me, and and um, you know just something I love and a way to help people. Um, you know, grow, not just grow their wealth, but, you know, protect it. So what exactly is it that you're doing right now as your career? So I'm the chief investment officer of Laffer Tangler Investments. Uh, and, and my job is I, I manage some large cap equity strategies, but I also manage the team of professionals and then oversee all of the other strategies that we have. We have a wealth business and an institutional business. So I work with big companies and uh, wealthy individuals and not so wealthy individuals. I do want to talk about a little bit about just, is this a still a male dominated field? Because back when I was in, on Wall Street, I was like the only girl. I was like, ah, so now I'm on my own. I don't work with any other companies. I just want to know, has anything changed in the past 10 years? No. In, in fact, um, when I started in the business in the mid 80s, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty singularly the only woman in, in every meeting I attended. Uh, and then I, I actually took off for about eight to 10 years. I think it was 10 years. And I uh, got an MFA in creative writing and I taught college and then I came back. And what I noticed was that it, there seemed to be fewer women. Uh, and and the, one of the ways I gauge that is whenever I go to a conference and most women will be able to relate to this, 
uh, I just I just waltz right into the bathroom and the line is in the men's room yeah. as opposed to how it is normally for us, right? right? Where we're standing in line waiting and there's just not, there there is no program really encouraging women. And the, the irony is that empirically and anecdotally, women make better investment managers and portfolio managers than men. Yes, mm -hmm. it's research shows that and every time I bring this up, we're probably going to get a little bit of a hate comments here in YouTube because of this, but it's true. And, and the research literally shows it. And then people always say, okay, show me a successful investor. Who's a woman. I'm like, I understand the Warren Buffett is the most famous one, but, but there yeah. are plenty, there are plenty of successful women investors. And you're probably looking at the same research I'm looking at, which is the Barbara and Odeen research that really tracked women and men's portfolios over a 10 year period. And women generated about a 1% return annually better, but there's also hedge fund strategies that show uh, that even in the risk on area, women make better investors. And then there's the few of us that are actually doing it. So we have proven track records that people can take a look at. And I, I've been fortunate to rank pretty high in, in my peer group. So there, there are some, there's just not more. And All right, there you have it, you guys, the haters, and I'm sorry, trolls in the comment, we have the receipts right over here. <laughs> so Nancy, can you please talk to us a little bit about your investment strategy? We just went ahead a very crazy election season, and the results at the time of filming are not actually completely out. And we are seeing a lot of people trading or investing based of fear or saying, oh my God, if this person gets in the office, I'm going to sell my portfolio or I'm going to buy. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of hope at the same time. What do you say to people who are trying to invest based on the results of the election? Well, I would tell them that um, the market finds a way to make money uh, in any administration, in any combination. So if you look at the data again, um, what you'll see is that the best returns for the market is, is divided government, Republican president, Democratic president, and one chamber of the house uh, of the same party. But the worst uh, performing group, but still positive, is when, when you have a sweep. Blue sweep, by the way, is the worst. Red sweep is the second worst. Uh, and then after that, the market's pretty agnostic. And uh, there are people who will say, well, that they don't expect that to be the case in the future. But I have found, um, and I counsel people all the time, not to invest their politics. Uh, it, I had a friend who sold all of her stocks when Ob President Obama was elected. That was not a good decision. I have another friend who sold all of her stocks when President Trump was elected. Also not a good decision. Uh, you want to be focused on sectors and individual companies that you believe in and then employ a discipline. We have our discipline. There's a lot of disciplines. But the trick is to establish your discipline and then stick to it. 100%. And my understanding is that you focus mainly on growth and value stocks. Is that correct? Yes. So are there any value stocks that you'll be looking to taking your hands on if we do see a little bit of a pullback or even a market crash in the coming months? Yeah, so interestingly nowadays, um, as opposed to when I first started in the business, Technology, you can find value stocks in technology. So we are overweighted. We have two large cap equity strategies. One is what we would call equity income. So for people who need their uh, equities to produce income and growth at a reasonable price. Now in our growth at a reasonable price strategy, still value stocks, but we actually own some pretty growthy names. So I would be focused in, in software and chips in both of those segments 
Um, you know, Apple has gotten pretty expensive. When I started buying it, it was nine times earnings. It's now trading at about 35 times. But a stock like that, where you know that even if they they don't um, develop the next cool technology, they have enough cash to buy it. Um, so those are those are the kinds of stocks I call stocks to own for a lifetime. Yeah, it is amazing that at some point tech stocks were considered to be penny stocks or high risk stocks, but now we're seeing the shift in the industry and in the markets and what people really are putting their research and development money in, and it is technology. So because of COVID though, a lot of people are trying to find deals in biotech or medicine. I have a tech background and so my comfort zone is tech stocks. Every time I get asked about bio, I have to like really go and read about them. And there are some promising ones. Do you think that people should invest based on Corona vaccine? Possibly. No. But I do think they should invest based on um, pharmaceutical companies finding great solutions for healthcare. Um, we we have our portfolio barbelled, so we own you know we're overweight technology. We're also overweight healthcare, uh, and and I think here again this is a segment of, of of the market where these companies are are producing solutions for healthcare that keep people out of the hospital. And that's how you lower healthcare costs. They were not very highly thought of by Wall Street pre-COVID. So the, the vaccine and the quick development and the therapeutics uh, are, are an area where, where the stocks have proven their value to, to our economy and to our society. So I think um, it's a place where you want to be exposed. Uh, in our portfolios, we own things like Johnson & Johnson, which is not just a Band-Aid maker. They, they are the largest biotech company in the world and they have uh, significant growth and, and an incredible pipeline. But we also own Amgen and AbbVie and Regeneron. And these are names that um, you, know, you could own any mixture of them and build a portfolio that has dividend income and a growing dividend stream, but also uh, is, is uh, generating significant growth. 100%. Abby is my, one of my favorites. So Johnson Johnson is interesting because it does have a little bit of a polarizing publicity every once in a while when right. the <laughs> research comes out, right. which is a great time to buy because it is such a, as you said, massive company. But Abby, the dividend payments is just is unbeatable and yes. uh, it's a great diversification. Thank you so much, Nancy. And you guys, you can see that Nancy, she knows what she's talking about. And we both basically, Nancy and I, I cannot believe that we're basically in the field to encourage women to invest. If you find me annoying, then please go ahead and buy her book because literally this is like, she. I was reading this, oh my God, I should have written this. Why didn't I read it? Like I was literally <laughs> angry. So go and buy this book because this is gold. This is going to get you started in the right direction. And you guys, Nancy is going to give you the final reasons why you should be investing if you're a woman, if you're a mom, no matter how old you are. Nancy, please take the stage on this one. Okay, ladies, here's my uh, passion and my plea. Um, all of us have the attributes to be great investors. We tend to do more research. We're less competitive than men. So our long-term total return, therefore, is oftentimes better. Um, but separately, women tend to live longer than men. The average age of a widow in the U.S. is 59. The average age of a first divorce for women is 30. So um, you, we need more money and we need to be engaged. The millennial generation is deferring to their male spouse. And, and, and usually it is in that case, um, much more than my generation. So you need to engage and you need to invest and you need to um, try your hand at it. Because my guess is you're going to be pretty good at it. 
That's amazing, Nancy. And I do have one more follow-up question based on what you said, the average divorce rate. Normally when I talk about this, again, I get comments like, well, women get all the money in a divorce. Can you please kind of debunk this myth that has been going on? Oh, not true. Especially if you live in a community property state like California, uh, not the case. In fact, if the woman was the higher income earner, um, she, she may very well get less. Um, and, and then in terms of, of widows, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you end up with all the money, if you don't know what to do with it. And because women usually are not um, close to their financial advisor, the, the money spouse, which is the money that research shows is almost always the man, uh, the money spouse dies and the woman ends up firing her advisor and that ends up costing them uh, a lot of money in terms of their portfolio uh, turnover and expenses. I was widowed at the average age, even being in the business, it's, it's a most difficult time. So you want to be engaged before then. And as a, as a spouse who may end up divorced at a very young age, you want to um, be sure that you're engaged and understand exactly how you're asked. I, I could tell you dozens of stories of women whose husbands invested the money, hid money, and then they didn't know and were left uh, with very little. I'm so sorry for your loss. And this is, oh, again, you. absolutely one of the big, biggest myths because like even we see even celebrities when the... Uh, you know, the male guys and those financial advisors sometimes don't even have the best interest of the mourning widow because, right. you know, she is in grief. She probably doesn't even want to talk about money. And, um, and that, that is how she's getting taken advantage of. Um, Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for your advice. Thank you for, you, Kiana. for everything that you do for women. I'm such a big fan. Thank you. Thanks for, very much for having me. And you guys watching from home, please go ahead and comment. Please tell me, have you started investing yet? And if not, what is going to be your next step to moving towards that direction? I would love to know that. You guys, if you like this video, share it. If you're male watching this and you're awesome, please share it with your wives and daughters and aunts and whoever woman is in your life that you care about because this needs to be spread it. Thank you guys for watching again and I'll see you in the next video. We do have a very special tradition on our show. I ask all of our guests to make a silly face. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs>